We're so excited to spend some time with you today on the Awakening Moments podcast. My name is Lori. And I am Rhonda. And it's our hope that you would feel like we are with you wherever you are right now, having a real life conversation about life in all its beauty and in all its mess. We believe that God wants to open our eyes to an awakening moment that will help us thrive in every part of our being. So we invite you on this adventure with us as we listen, learn, and grow together. Okay, Lori, random question for today. Random question. If you were to remodel anything in your house right now, what would it be? Oh, actually, <laughs> we are getting ready to do a remodel Ooh, in our fun. house. I know, so I know. Fun. We've been in this this house for probably like, oh, it's got to be 12 plus, maybe a bit more, 12, 13 years. And, um, but our house is probably just over 20 years old and they have the original bathrooms. So the bathrooms are so gross. Like they're just really, really, really old and just dingy and need of redo. So we're, we're actually, we've been saving for a long time and we've started the process now no renovate no like no work is being done but we've started purchasing the different things that we need for it and yeah so we're getting ready to redo the bathrooms in the house which is going to be so great the two bathrooms upstairs that is so exciting yeah what about you what would you do i i would do the same our bathroom. There's some about your bathroom. Well, you just did a little redo to your kitchen too. I just, did a small redo to the kitchen. So yeah, fun too. Yeah. Oh, I know. There's something about the bathrooms. Like oh. our bathroom, same. They're the originals. Oh, yeah. I don't know. There's just something about the bathrooms. Yeah, yeah I get you. But that's so exciting. Yeah. So we're it starting. It always feels so. so fresh too when you get it, it all does. redone. You're like, oh, it feels nice. It does. It does. Which is actually um, probably in light of the conversation that we're going to have today, kind of a funny. <laughs> <laughs> a funny topic because because I think we should talk about vanity oh boy okay yeah and not vanity in the sense of not you know vanities that you're remodeling you're putting in <laughs> <laughs> my vanities my new vanities yes I am getting new vanities which are actually vanity <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh my goodness, that is that is so funny. But no, I was reading uh, just in my devotional time um, through the Ten Commandments, and um, you know what does it mean to take the Lord's name in vain? That one came up, and then I remembered too that our scripture for this year that we're going through as a church family um, comes from Psalm one twenty seven, but it also has that word vain in it. It says, "Unless the Lord builds the house, those who labor labor in vain. Those who build it." labor in vain. And I just, I started to think about this word, taking the Lord's name in vain or building in vain. And what does that really mean? And the actual word vain or vanity has a pretty profound meaning. And if you pull it into these two contexts, it really sheds a lot of light on where we place our value, our worth, our importance, um, and even I think the the whole arc of the scriptures in placing God as preeminent over everything, this is what's being challenged in these two scriptures and with this idea of vanity or being vain. And so the word vain comes from the Latin word vanus, which means empty or without substance. So if you think about it, what does it mean to take the Lord's name in vain? It's to make the Lord's name empty or without substance. So the English meaning of this is devoid of real worth. So it's to take again his name, Yahweh, this name above all names, and to make it devoid of real worth. But 
What's even more interesting is as you dig into the meaning, the word vain means having an excessively high opinion of one's appearance, abilities, or worth. And it reminded me of a scripture um, in, I believe it's in Romans 12, that says, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought to think. And it's one of kind of my anchor scriptures that I try to remind myself because I think like all humans, but even if I just speak for myself, I can I can often just overinflate my own value, my own rightness. <laughs> I know the right way. <laughs> I've got the best idea. Let's do it this way. I think sometimes even as mothers, when we've got so much under our responsibility and control, we're just like, do this, do it this way. Da, 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 da. We, we always sort of can very quickly come up with what we believe is the best. So just to have that reminder, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought to think is just a good sobering reminder for me that is the opposite of this word vain. But the other two meanings that um, are in the word vain that I just think are so profound is um, producing no result, useless, having no meaning or likelihood of fulfillment. And if we think of all of those things, both in these two contexts, unless the Lord builds the house, those who labor do it without a likelihood of fulfillment, without meaning, producing no result, uselessly, or overinflating our own ability to do so against God. And then if we think of that in the context of taking the Lord's name in vain, speaking about God, or worse, speaking about ourselves, I think, I think sometimes we've reduced this to, you know, taking the Lord's name in vain is swearing. Taking the Lord's name in vain is saying, oh my God, when you don't really mean it. I actually think it's so much worse than that. I think it's living your life in such a way that overinflates your own ability wow. next to God's wow. and actually renders who he is, his name as useless, as producing no fruit of his promises of actually not being fulfilled. I think that's more what this is trying to teach us than actually just saying, someone saying, oh my God, and not meaning it. I, I think that's probably the the least of the meaning. Do, do you know what I'm saying? Reducing it to that. So this just sort of rocked me as I started to think about all of the ways that we do this in our lives. And this word, vanity. What a profound teaching. Yeah. I'm actually feeling really convicted as you're even talking about that. I was too. Like Whoa. I am too about this. Wow. Yeah. Like I feel like that's that awakening moment. Like I'm feeling that go right into be like, wow, where have I taken the Lord's name in vain in my own life? Yeah. Like rendered it useless. Rendered or, it useless or just gone ahead and, and oh overinflated your goodness. own importance next to him. Oh, hello. <laughs> oh my goodness. Right? I feel that stab in my heart. Like, oh my, it's so true. Cause you know, even as you're talking about our lives and how, you know, we can overinflate ourselves. I was thinking about this probably about a month ago. Well, you know, it was about our being forgettable. And I was just, interesting enough, we were looking, thinking through the generation. The kids were asking me about the generations above. And I was thinking about like great, great grandparents, realizing I don't even know their names. Some of you listening may, and I, I'm yeah, <laughs> being no, really no, no, honest, sure. don't really know their lives, don't yeah. really know much about them. I know maybe a generation or two above my parents, but I'm talking about like great, great, great. Yeah. What they did, what what kind of impact they made, I, I don't even know. And I started thinking, 
I'm pretty unforgettable. Like if I'm thinking about my own life, thinking about how soon you're going to be forgotten. (laughs) Talk about vanity. No, no, but you think about it. Your kids, kids will know you. Yeah. And that's it. And that's it. Like if they even know (laughs) me after that, they'll know you and hopefully know your name. Seriously. They'll probably call you grandma or Oma or whatever you're going to be called. Will they even know your first name? I don't know. Maybe if they ask, but their kids will not know you or know know your name. No. Your name. Like, I know. that's not even that far. Like, I'm thinking, I don't even know, like, off the top of my head, my great-great-great-grandfather or grandmother's name. Like, I don't have a family tree written down somewhere, but I don't know anything really about them. But I was just thinking about that, not not to excuse that, or, but also to say, like, I'm pretty unforgettable. I'm pretty unforgettable. Unless you're one of those very few in the world that have lived with this legacy that people all know about. We're pretty unforgettable and we can really inflate our importance and realize our life is but a vapor and our memory is like a vapor. Like my memory, who will remember me? Very few will remember who I am. And that, that's not meant to bring depression on anyone. No, but, <laughs> but like it's a kind sobering of meant to, reality. Uh, yeah. To kind of realign like the importance I can put on myself or the importance in what I do, the importance it's actually going to be forgotten. It's going to be replaced. It's going to move on. Now, am I replaced in the heavens with God? No, I'm his daughter and nothing can take that away. But on this earth, what I place such value on will be forgotten. It will literally be forgotten. And our life is like a vapor. And what we hold on to, when we look at Ecclesiastes, one of the, the, the wisest men that ever walked this earth outside of Jesus, like he was literally given this gift of wisdom and he had all wealth, all power. Everything was given to him. Everything that anyone could ever possibly want in life. Yeah. And he was, and it said the richest king that has will ever live. Like that was Solomon. What does he say? This whole book of Ecclesiastes, he, everything's meaningless. He has everything. Everything's a vapor. Everything's vanity. Everything's meaningless. Someone who had everything and it meant nothing. It's all going to be left. It's all going to be gone. It really puts it in perspective when you think about all the things that you want right now. Like if you just made a list of all the things, I mean, we opened this podcast with, you know, wanting to renovate our bathrooms. (laughs) No, no. But like just if you started to list all the things you want, like one of the things I want right now is a Vitamix blender. Oh, I know it's so random, but I do. love I love small kitchen appliances, oh. and I want to buy them. I think they're like five hundred. No, maybe like six hundred bucks. They're expensive. Okay, and they're Anyways. like an amazing blender. Yeah, really, really nice blender. <laughs> anyway, this is an advertisement <laughs> plug. Thank you. No, but I'm saying like like here's a man who wow. had everything that you could ever have in this earth. So he had it, and he's saying it doesn't mean anything. It means nothing. And I, he's not the only person. I've heard other people who money is no object. And it makes you wonder, like, how much time and energy do we spend wanting things? And that's kind of the focus of our, like, goal, attention. It kind of gets us somewhere. Then we get that thing. Then we want something else. And it kind of, it gives us this sense of purpose or it gives us a sense of, but when you get everything you could ever want and realize at the end of it all, it's meaningless. It doesn't mean anything. Oh, I wonder if we could grab hold of that now. Why do we have to wait till the end of our life? Or why do we have to wait till we have all the things we've wasted all this energy on wanting all these things and just actually find the contentment? I, you you know what I'm saying? I'm literally having this awakening moment right now. And I, I wouldn't say that I'm overly this like want, 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 like 
in a general sense, I am a contented person, but I still get caught up in stuff sometimes. Yep. Yes. I just get caught up and distracted by what whatever. And, and sometimes it's not even like a thing, like a materialistic thing. Sometimes it's like, oh, I just want a different life. Oh, I want to live somewhere different. I want, you know, so, sometimes it's experiential, but I think it's the same. I think it's the same route because everything is vanity. Mm-hmm. Everything is vapor. It is. It just goes. And it's not ours. It's And nothing remains. Like when you think of all these houses, like our society, this is the Western world thinking, the bigger, the better, the more, the accumulation of things. When I think of when I walk into a long-term care facility, you know what? You end up being in a bed. You have a bed. You have meals. And you just want your family. No one's talking about your bank accounts. Well, your kids, maybe for the will. But, <laughs> but really, at that point for you, you don't care about all those things. But if we worked backwards, what if we lived our life backwards? What if we valued at the end of life now? Like you're saying, like yes. what if we actually thought one day... When that day comes and I was to leave this earth, what would I want? Guaranteed, it wouldn't be a shopping spree. Guaranteed, it would be the ones that you love to be able to say the things you want to say, to be able to be intimate with the ones that are the closest to you. Time with time, exactly. With that building, that intimacy, that relationship part, God, like all of that, the worship of God, that would mean the most. What if we built our life there and worked backwards? But everything else here robs us. And at the end of life, it's meaningless. All the hours, all the pursuits, all of it. Now, we're not talking today about stewardship and giving our best or, and that having really nice things is a bad thing. That's not what we're talking about today. So if we could just separate that, any of those things away. We're talking about the heart issue of our value, what we pursue, what we're fixed on, what makes us feel content, what makes us feel happy. If I only have this... If I only get to this season, when I have this or when this happens, then I'll be content. Then I'll be happy. All of it's not going to remain. Like one day you're going to leave it all. You're going to leave it all. Even my children are not mine. So even saying like when I, you know, honestly, in heaven, they're they're God's children. They're not mine. I am stewarding them for a short time. All we have here is it's all going to, it's not going to remain the same structure, the same way of thinking. And so it's all a vapor. So what if... What if we worked backwards? What if we thought end of life and lived it now? We would live very different. We'd probably live way more generous. We'd live way more content, way more joy-filled, way more surrendered in our time, talent, and treasure to the work of God, to the kingdom of God that will it, God tells will never rust, never fade in heaven, never. The things that are eternal, we'd be fixated a bit more on souls, on harvest, on discipling, of giving our time more to those things. Wow, this is this is like a real moment for us. Like I did a funeral this past week and I'm thinking about all the things that were shared about that person. Not one was about their bank accounts. Not one was a car they drove, their career. It was about how they impacted people, the gospel, their love for God, when they got saved, how it changed their lives, how they just wanted to pour the love of God on people. That's what it was about. So what if we lived thinking about our eulogy now? Wow. Yeah. We would live. I, I feel like even right now as I'm thinking, I'm like, wow, that's like, mm-hmm. that's really going right to that heart. And it's the wisdom of Solomon. That's the wisdom of Solomon. Mm. A man who knows this, mm. a man who knows this yet, like we kind of have to come to the end of all of that stuff 
to get there experientially and personally. You know, I read an interesting Psalm today, Psalm 49, Psalm 49, verse 16. It says, be not afraid when a man becomes rich, when the glory of his house increases. So right there, it's like rich or not, it's not the point. For when he dies, he will carry nothing away for his glory will not go down after him. For though while he lives, he counts himself blessed. And though you get praise when you do well for yourself, his soul will go down to the generation of his fathers who never again will see the light. Man in his pomp, yet without understanding, is like the beasts that perish. And I think I can change that word out. Man in his vanity yet without understanding is like the beasts that perish. Wow. At the end of the day, whether you're rich or whether you're poor, there is something greater, I think, that the Lord has for us. And again, even the warning, do not take the Lord's name in vain. It really is about understanding who God says he is, that he is who he says he is. So do not cut short the power of his name because who he says he is, is exactly what he does every single time. His character never fails. It never is never flawed. There's never like a part of who he is that only sometimes does it. No, who he says he is, he is every single time. So every time that we take the Lord's name in vain and we, we actually, um, pull down the, the depth of the meaning, the depth of the worth of his name, that's us taking his name in vain more than just saying words. It's actually taking the meaning and taking the, the worthiness and taking the power out of who he says he is and who he actually is. And what he's given us, what he's promised us, the promises that he has, the fulfillment that is to come, the fulfillment that he's already given us. Again, I feel like these conversations keep going full circle because a couple of podcasts ago, we talked about what if we lived believing like heaven has come, like kingdom on earth as it is in heaven, meaning Jesus has already the fulfillment of what was promised. Everything we could possibly have need of is available to us right now. It comes back to that again. Mm -hmm. So anytime we live less than that, we're in a sense taking the Lord's name in vain. We're in a sense taking the worth and the value and the fulfillment of what God has already provided for us away from what he's done. So again, here comes the full circle of this conversation. And I think this thing that the Lord is trying to bring revelation and and reveal in how we live out our days. Hmm. I love that because it really is true when you're talking about he is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. All things are his. I love the story you shared. Why don't you share that also as we're closing up that that cute little illustration that you heard in one of the devotionals. I think that is such a good way to just to think about it. Yeah, Yeah. to think about this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, no, it was just a story that somebody was sharing about how, and I mean, I've done this myself and you probably have done this as well. You know, when your kids are small and they don't have any money, you know, you give them money to go and buy a present for you for your birthday or you give them money to go buy Christmas presents for the family um, so that they can feel like they've contributed and, and they're a part of it. And it is actually a funny idea and a funny thing. You know, you give them the money, they go buy the presents, they put them under the tree and then they feel so 
proud that they've, <laughs> <laughs> that they've got presents for, you know, everyone in the family, but it yeah. really all came from you. <laughs> yeah. Basically you got yourself presents, but how much is this actually like what it's like living here on earth <laughs> with our heavenly father, that so every single true. thing that is put into our hands has come from God. And yet we create things, make things, do things. And we're like, wow, look what I did. Look what I made. And again, we over inflate our own worth and our own value. And we're like, yay, pat me on the back. Look at how awesome this is. And God's like, you know, like I, I, I gave you that, right? <laughs> like, you know, that's mine, right? <laughs> you're, you're just like using my money. You're yeah. using my created things. You're, <laughs> and it is a kind of a funny thought. I love that. that. We do this, right? It's so true. And how silly must that look to God sometimes when we're like, we want the praise <laughs> when he's like, oh, um, like I gave you that. <laughs> steward totally but think of that all of it like when we get to heaven nothing is ours yeah nothing is ours the only thing that is ours that we're able to give is our surrendered heart that's something that's free will yeah he won't take he has given us made us the image like him with the ability to choose free will yeah that's the only thing that he's asking for yeah our children our finances our money everything is his given to him, him, belongs to him. He uses, will rem, like will remain to him. Yeah. It's all his. It's only our hearts that we have. And it's a beautiful, that's all he wants is our hearts. And I love, as you're just saying that, Lord, about vanity, as we just close up here is about treasures in heaven. You know, that example, they do not store up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourself treasures in heaven where moths and vermin destroy, where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So we don't want it in vain, temporary, meaningless, vaporous things. We want our heart to be fully fixed on him who is the one that holds all power. I don't want to diminish with vanity his power, his provision, his presence, all that you've been talking about, how many times I've taken the Lord's name in vain. How many times have I taken the Lord's name in vain the way I steward yeah. and the way I live? Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. it's mine. I've done this. Like we're saying, this is bringing us right back. Yeah. But all starts with him, mm-hmm. all ends with him. He is a holder of all things. Yeah. And so I just want my heart to be fully surrendered and my treasure to be about him, him being my treasure. It's interesting in that scripture that you just read that it talked about, yes, like moth and rust destroy. So just once we pass along, we're not going to be able to bring any of this stuff with us, but also thieves break in and steal Mm. and the enemy is called a thief. He's called a thief. And I think of the life of Job and I think, you know, of the enemy, Satan himself coming before God and saying like, you know, can I, can I have him? Can I have him? Can I do whatever I, he says, yeah, test him. Absolutely. Go and take thief steal from him whatever he you know i he has faith in me and he holds his faith holds no matter what and again perspective like if we saw the suffering in our life as the thief the thief coming Mm. and but but yet are we able to remain faithful even if the thief comes and steals the things we've built, the things we've created, the things we've poured our life into, our life's dreams, our life's work, if the thief comes and steal, at the end of the day, at the end of the day in light of eternity, 
it's just temporary. This is temporary suffering. This is not our home. This is temporary suffering. Is mm-hmm. it still suffering? Yes, it mm-hmm. is. And I'm not making light of it. But again, it puts into perspective all of sort of helps to make sense of the why of all of it. Thieves are going to come in. So moth and rust is going to destroy just time. It's just going to fade. It's vaporous. It's Unfair. meaningless. Forgettable. <laughs> Forgettable. But also the thief yeah, is going to yeah. come. A thief so is going to come and he's going to steal things that do not belong to him. So he's going to take things from us. So good. But yet we can remain faithful to a faithful God who's faithful mm. to us in the midst of that because at the end of the day, he's making all things new. At the end of the day, this is not our permanent dwelling, that there is an eternal place where the suffering that we've experienced on this earth is nothing in compared to the glory that is to be revealed in the time to come. And so there's a beautiful hope in the midst of that, that those those struggles are going to come both those ways, just in natural ways, but also in the thief, also in the enemy, also darkness, also evil has a way of coming in and creating a life of suffering in the midst. And but God is faithful. God is faithful. He is so faithful. And so we're going to live, like even as we're saying this, I'm saying this out loud. We want to live backwards. We want to live the upside down way. We want to live the opposite way. We want to live working from the last day to now. How would I live today if it was my last day? And that's something I think funerals realign. Yes. You know, when you come out of a funeral, all of a sudden, things don't matter the same, but we quickly forget though. Yeah. We quickly move out. So may God help remind us Mm. that not out of a depressing, sad way, but out of a, this is vaporous. This is fleeting. This is a gift. The time we have here to store up treasures that will remain to invest our lives into what will be on the other side and to allow everything that God puts in our hands to flow freely through that we don't hold too tightly. We also don't compare or look at what each other's holding because in light of eternity, None of this is going to matter. None of it. What's going to matter is faithfulness. Exactly. Faithfulness and one king that we're going to be serving. And so today, hold fast to that king. That king who is with you now, but you will see completely in full unveiled glory on the other side. And you will see the fullness of all that he is and has done and will do. You will see it. So hold fast today. May you know that God loves you. He is your king and may he be your treasure. May he be the treasure you fix your yeah. life on. Yeah. And as as we go today, just do some self-reflection on the meanings of the word mm. vain or vanity. To have an excessively high opinion of oneself, one's appearance, abilities, or worth, producing no result, useless, or having no meaning or likelihood of fulfillment. Just do wow. a little self-reflection on that and where have we allowed that to come in in light of who God is, in light of his name, in light of even what we're building, unless the Lord builds the house, the house of our life, mm. the house that he's given us to steward here on earth. We're going to build it and labor in vain. So we don't want that. We don't want that for you. We don't want that for ourselves. So we lay that down and bring conviction to our hearts where we've allowed vanity to come in. And um, yeah, be blessed today. Be blessed today in this conversation. I know this was like a little bit of a sobering conversation, but also good. We Mm -hmm. hope that you Mm -hmm. feel stirred and excited because there is more for every single one of us. There's more that God has for us. And we want to all be able to get rid of what is standing in the way of grabbing hold of the fullness of what God has already provided for us through Jesus. So hold fast. Have a blessed day. We love you so much. Bye. 
Thank you for joining us today on the Awakening Moments podcast. We pray that you are filled with hope and joy as you navigate the challenges of life. And we would love for you to subscribe to this podcast or share it with your friends. And remember, you are so loved by God and He is always with you.